0: Like starting a game and then warping right to the end, so are the games of our lives. Do 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 do. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode, guys. We will catch you next week. And these are the games of our lives. Super Mario and Pokemon and all the games that took us to another place and made us want to keep playing on. That.
1: Welcome everybody to the Games of Our Lives podcast. My name is Bill, accompanied as always by the beautiful, the musically talented, and might I say, man with great hair, Tony. (laughs) How are you doing today, man?
0: I'm just unbelievably surprised that your introductions for me consistently get better every week.
1: Well, you deserve every single one of them.
0: Solely from that, I'm doing well. Thank
1: you. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm living the dream. I'm so pumped because this is our 25th public episode, <laughs> and I <laughs> I can't believe we're already at the the quarter century mark here. It's crazy. It's been a wild ride. We obviously we have to thank everybody who listens to the show for for continuing to to listen and just we have so much fun doing it we hope that you guys enjoy listening
0: how about thank you to us for doing it
1: oh yeah i mean of course we do accept gift boxes presents money flowers if you want to send that to our po boxes we will make up some numbers at the end of the episode
0: yeah that's easy twitter fan of the week if you just don't, <laughs> don't don't even send it just ask what the po box number is and you will be on the number one spot on our leaderboard for twitter fan of the week or, or just fan of the week or fan of the year might actually just be
1: fan of the year at this point for <laughs> sure might,
0: might just be fan
1: might just, you know what we'll take one <laughs> tony what what video game are we talking about this week what game of our childhood made us who we are today
0: one of the best super mario brothers
1: three fantastic video game can't wait to dive into it but first we we have to run through a little bit of news here because yeah the boring stuff uh, yuck especially this piece of news right here one of the most disgusting things i've ever had to talk about on this show uh mario golf is coming out for nintendo switch online next week and that's pretty exciting oh that's awesome yeah it wasn't disgusting at all it was mario golf you tricked me i was like "What? what are you about to say that's not nice ah Just kidding. I would never say that about one of your favorite video games of all time.
0: Well, that's nice news. I mean, I'm still not going to play it on on that, but that's (laughs) awesome,
1: I think. So you still don't have Switch Online Pro, right? Right. Okay. So, yeah, this one will be uh, a forever forgotten in the annals. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm like turning around on Switch Online just because I've already gotten two DLC packs that I've basically played fully through already with it. I mean, in the Mario Kart booster pass is kind of like the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Which I don't think we have dates yet for the next expansion pass, but hey, I'm sure it'll be around the corner soon enough. I'm, I'm thinking June-ish. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, figure that's when E3 normally is. However, this year E3 is canceled. There's no physical event and there's no digital event for E3. Really? Yeah, this is... I think this might be the first year without both a physical and a digital, but there's a couple other summer conferences that happen. I think uh, Jeff Keeley, the guy who does the video game awards in December, has like a summer event, so I'm pretty sure there might be some shenanigans there, but Nintendo always drops a direct regardless in June, so we'll kind of just have to wait and see what's going on there. Yeah, what happened to E3? Uh, maybe they just weren't making enough money. Maybe it could be any number of things, could still be reeling from the pandemic, hmm, you know. With yeah, yeah, uh, or they're just a bunch of butts. Who knows?
0: Could be, yeah, it could be a little column A, column
1: B, column B for butts.
0: Well, now let me ask you this before we move on. It, I haven't looked this up at all, and I feel like if I did, there may be very little answers to it because this is one of those weird questions that there just seem like to be no answers to. If you once your yearly subscription to Nintendo Switch Online Plus runs out, are you still going to have all the Mario Kart DLC, like the 48 new tracks? Like, do you own those? Is that part? Are those part
1: of your game, or do you lose those? I could not tell you. I do not know the answer to that. I assume that you lose them, but maybe you don't because you already paid Nintendo their money. Yeah. So, I... i I really don't know if like you lose permissions once you lose the the switch online because i don't know if it like checks online for the dlc before you log into it it might that'd be awful yeah that'd be pretty pretty bad and i think that's like the thing that people are like (laughs) about most so (laughs) i you know reasonably reasonably so to feel (laughs) i mean what are you how are you feeling about it
0: I, I don't know I, I can't really follow that up with a with a with a, a, a righteous feeling but um i feel like you're renting the courses all right
1: scratch that i guess i feel like <laughs> kinda. fair i mean that the consensus has it um I, I guess time will tell when the switch becomes obsolete and i stop paying for switch online and can no longer play mario kart in about eight years <laughs>
0: <laughs> the way it's going, we still have uh many years on
1: on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I mean, geez, I mean we've got at least two years of Mario Kart 8 deluxe, which means we've got at least two years of like fully dedicated Nintendo Switch content. Which leads me to believe that we're probably not getting a sequel to the Switch until twenty twenty five, maybe. I like that. Or possibly later, but we'll we'll see. I'm still thinking they're gonna come out with like a like a four K Switch before they come out with a new console, if that makes sense.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I really don't even, like, I'm sure they have the, the geniuses in Nintendo working on on the schematics for a new system, but I just right. can't even picture it. I mean, the Switch is just so good. How are you going to top
1: that? Just make it make it the same thing, but stronger, better, faster. That's it. That's it. That's it. Speaking of stronger, better, and faster, there's a new Pokémon coming to Pokemon Unite. Well, I guess he's already here because he came out yesterday. I, I wanted to bring it up because, one, we haven't brought up Pokemon Unite in, like, three months, and two, for all Pokemon they could have chosen, I kind of like Azumarill. Yeah, it's a good one. I like I like Azumarill.
0: It's a very good Pokemon. Nice fit in that game, I think.
1: And I'm assuming he starts as, like, Azurill and then bumps up to Meryl, then bumps up to Azumarill, or Azumarill. Pronunciation's Jibley, you know, <laughs> the the classic Jibley Jibley.
0: Yeah, this episode's done.
1: <laughs> Who do you think uh, would be a good Pokemon to bring to Pokemon Unite? Because both of us, you know, we both obviously play the game <laughs> and have played it for hundreds of hours. <laughs> oh, we've, we've never touched the game. I, I played it a little bit. I played a little bit. I got nothing. I'm trying to think of like Yo, I bet Score Bunny would be pretty solid. Like I don't like Score Bunny the Pokemon that much and I definitely don't like its final form, Soccer Boy, but I feel like they'd be fun to play as in a game like this. Nah. Nah, just burn down the whole game. Yeah. We're here to cancel Pokemon Unite and I guess Pokemon Go too while we're at it. We could, but I started playing again yesterday. <laughs>
0: it's crazy right surprise wow wow
1: on again off again with that game huh
0: yeah it was a good almost two months of not playing it which i desperately needed but i uh, i didn't miss it very much when i wasn't playing it and i didn't i don't know whatever community days i missed whatever events i i don't care they're not getting another dime from me ever again yeah wag wag to that for uh I think I probably mentioned this on the show, but the Safari Zone, Philadelphia, that they postponed for one year because of COVID and they're just like Oh yeah. They're just like, Yeah, we're gonna have it uh this year. Um, if you wanna come, please, you know, when you receive your email, just confirm that you're going to be here in person, but if you don't want to you can still play from home. And my girlfriend and I are just like, Yeah, let's let's go if they you know, let's go and they just didn't send us a confirmation email, so we just Played it from home, and then uh, that thirty-dollar ticket to go enjoy a nice, nicely put together event in Philadelphia in a park, seeing all the stands and maybe some merch, and just hanging out with people and stuff. That um, right, yeah, they gave us an eight. Well, they gave I don't even know if they gave her anything, but I received an eight-dollar refund in my PayPal. So I spent twenty-two dollars to play in two events from my house. I mean, I got Shinies then, but, like, I wanted to go. That I, That's a lot of money. It's to, about the
1: experience.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that was a huge waste, and, yeah, they'll never get a dime from me, and I don't care how they drop one or two Pokemon at a time. I'm just like, this is... I don't like how they do, like, anything with the game, but I still signed on yesterday. It was like, oh, I was at work. I was on my break, and I have, like, nothing else to do on my phone besides check my emails endlessly, and none are coming in, so I, uh... I was like oh let me open the game real quick and see what's good just for you know ha-has and right i saw a bunch of new pokemon they put in the game and i started battling a little bit and i was like yeah this is all right but i'm still I, i'm not a fan of the game but i'm i'm sure. playing it a little bit that's how i'll phrase it
1: fair enough uh tune in next week when tony will have quit the game all uh, again <laughs> Uh, and then we can check on, on again in a couple of months and see how many new Pokemon he's caught.
0: The twists are very, very right in front of us <laughs> with this show. You're not getting a <laughs> Stephen King novel. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Another piece of news, Rockstar is partnering with Remedy Entertainment and announced this week was a remake for both Max Payne 1 and 2. Uh, this is a like a comic book noir type Action shooter that was out for like the PS1, PS2. It could be pretty cool. I mean, did, Tony, did you play Max Payne at all growing up?
0: Nope.
1: That's fair. Did you watch the Mark Wahlberg movie when it came out about 15 years ago?
0: Nope.
1: Wow. A swing and a miss. And for Strike 3, what's the main character's real name? Oswald. Ah, all right. Fine. Ground rule double on that one. ha. <laughs> But uh, exciting for people who are fans of Max Payne. Uh, now, Tony, there's there's a game show on the television. You might have heard of it. It's called Jeopardy. Yes. And Jeopardy had a question this week, and I want to see if you can answer it.
0: Oh, no.
1: <laughs> I mean, if it's on this show, you already know it's like somewhat gamer-related. That's fair. I love the challenges, and I
0: love how somehow I'm the target of these questions. I I embrace that, but now it's starting to, and it's probably been just consistently biting me in the ass since, like, episode 18.
1: So have at it. Let me hear it. And this one's real. Like I'm not making any of this up. Okay. The answer is, slang adjective for someone you think is not what they seem, especially if they might be the imposter in the game Among Us
0: slang adjective
1: yes a dis a descriptive word that people use in the game among us um i feel like it's like breached like everyday lexicon what what is a barn burner (laughs) (laughs) close close we were looking for what is sus ah okay yep
0: yeah that's definitely reached
1: every day Yeah, sus definitely, uh, that one came from Among Us, but definitely is breached, like, everyday conversation.
0: Yeah, I find it kind of annoying, but I think that's me just getting old and hearing new lingo and being like, What? Shut the hell up, kids! That's how old people sound.
1: Right, right. Do you sit on your rocking chair, like, waiting for kids to walk by so you can just angrily shake your fist at them, going like, Get off my lawn! (laughs) But they're actually just walking on the road?
0: (laughs) I'm not there yet. But I am definitely uh, <laughs> having trouble peeing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bending oh. over is starting to become problematic. And, you know, there, there are daily stretching routines and a lot of complaints. So
1: I'm, you know, well on my way. I, I've definitely hit the point in my life where I'm starting to make dad noises. <laughs> like, like getting up out of a chair. I've caught myself uh, more than once, like, getting off of, like, a couch, especially, going, like, as I I get up, and uh, it's eye-opening. It's scary. It's scary that kids don't hit 30.
0: (sighs) Yeah, that's next month I'll be 30.
1: Sorry, Tony. That means you've only got a month before you start shaking your fist at kids to get (laughs) off your lawn. (laughs) it's
0: funny because like i don't really leave the house so it's probably not <laughs> gonna happen but i'll do it from the window i'll just they'll be what is that guy doing like he's always just with behind that closed window just going like you know
1: can't hear what he's saying because the window's shut but but he's he seems upset <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh life's been good so far
1: tip of the hat for living that lifestyle yeah, nothing wrong with that. Another uh, piece of news there's a new Wordle variant out. Uh, Tony and I both play Wordle just about every day. Also, big on that Quirtle. Get that Dude, nice little four pack. I love Quirtle. Quir- I think I might like Quirtle more than I like Wordle. Same yeah, you know, Wordle's a nice warm up and then Quirtle's really like y- Wordle into Quirtle is the
0: combo. Yeah. It goes for me, it goes Wordle, Quirtle, Wordle, and which is like good, better, and then horrendous because I'm awful with uh, <laughs> geographic
1: locations. But we've got a new one and it's called anti wordle. And what you want to do is to type as many incorrect words as possible. However, when you accidentally get a correct letter in place, that letter becomes locked in place. So you have to come up with more words using those letters. And you can't use the same letter twice, so it still follows the same rules of Wordle. So like if a, word, a letter becomes grayed out, you, that letter's dead and you can't use it ever again. Ooh. And the goal is to survive as many rounds as possible until you get the correct answer it's, it's pretty wild it's a cool cool concept i
0: think i'm getting a little yeah. like i've had to pick and choose because i think wordle takes me about two minutes maybe a minute and a half and then the quartal normally takes me like three or four minutes and right. it, and then quartal normally takes like 30 seconds because i just put you know i just type a couple of letters and then whatever country I've never heard of comes up. And then after I get, you know, all six wrong, I'm like, oh, my God, it was China, you know, like, um, <laughs> right. but I did like nerdle for a little bit, the math problem. I did that for like one day and I said, all right, this is like big thing. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> this is time consuming. It's like 645 in the morning. I'm staring at my phone screen. My eyes are like very upset. I'm like, I, I got to really just calm it down and, and just, I don't right. mind trying to play a little lingo, you know, early in the morning and then a complicated lingo and then, you know, try to brush up on stuff that I'm bad at, like geography, but I, I gotta
1: I gotta slow down with all these stupid <laughs> games. <laughs> tell you the truth. Too many hurdles out there right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely a big fad. I'll tell you what's not a fad, because it's been around for a while and that's the Sony PlayStation.
0: Wow.
1: I know, I know. And Sony PlayStation uh, announced that they have a new PlayStation Plus tier system that's going to be launching in June, and it's a multiple-tiered system. Basically, what they're doing is they're doing, like, the same thing that Nintendo and Microsoft are doing where you're paying a certain amount of money and you get, uh, based on how much you're paying, you get a certain amount of content back. Right now, if you have PlayStation, Station Plus, you're already basically paying for the PlayStation Plus Essential package that exists, but they also have two extra tiers called Extra and Premium, respectively. Uh, with Extra, you get an extra 400 PS4 and PS5 games, and with Premium, you get an additional 300 games from PS3, PS2, and PSP, and and the the jumps are a little expensive like normally it's 60 bucks a year for ps plus but then it jumps up to a hundred dollars a year for extra and then 120 dollars a year for premium it's almost double if you want to get the premium but i think this is a big wait and see and look at what games are actually coming out because that has not been announced yet
0: ah okay
1: how do you feel about more and more video game companies moving into these uh these almost like netflix of gaming packages like we have game pass we have switch online what are your thoughts on on uh just companies moving into this sort of a model
0: you know i don't hate it i just think it needs to be done properly and there are really only so many dynamics to it right it's like just we we've made all these games or there are games that we think we can get access to let's make them available that's one that seems like the easiest part Um, the second part being they have to be well done, you know, like when the NSL Plus came out and everyone was complaining about how Mario Kart 64 online was, excuse me, not well done. You know, that makes it, that sucks. You don't, you know what I mean? Like, why are you playing Ocarina for the Switch if like the graphics and like everything like runs much worse you know just from things that I've heard so if you do a good job with it of porting these games then you're two for two and then I think the final thing is just making it affordable to everybody I think it's a cool idea because a lot of people that like PlayStation stuff probably haven't played PSP you know or Vita or stuff like that not saying a lot of them but some of them so right. there are so many people that aren't like myself that just want to pay money and get access to an abundance of different games that they've never seen from companies that they like, you know, or like just on a platform that they like, like Sony, and uh, and I think they'll have a lot of fun with it, and I think that the price probably isn't too bad for that amount of games. And I think it's a good way to bring back games that really got, really never got to see the light of day so much um, by a lot of fans. So I think it's a cool idea, but I think it just has to be well done, and I think it has to be you know, for the right price where both the, the company's making money and the people are, are happy to pay it, and I'm not sure... If that, I feel like Xbox does a pretty good job with that. With Game Pass, it seems like that's pretty good. But I feel like so far, Nintendo, they're starting to correct it with what they're doing. Um, with, like, the Mario Kart stuff. But once you lose access to everything, like, that... I don't know. There's a difference. Like, the NSO Plus losing access to the tracks. Like, if you really do, then that's horrendous. But obviously, if you stop paying for the sony one i could see you being like yeah i don't have access to those games anymore but any dlc you should get to keep and yeah we'll see we'll see what they end up doing what do you what do you think of it
1: i i think it's interesting because as someone who has at some points in my life enjoyed collecting video games it it we're hitting that part like that point in uh gaming culture where owning a physical copy of the game is probably less important now more than ever. And it's, it, it's interesting. It it, 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 it's, it's bittersweet, right? I kind of, cause I kind of miss like collecting these games physically, but at the same time, like, like I think game pass is perfect. I think the way that Microsoft is handling the rollout of game pass, it like could not be better. They're getting exclusive titles to Game Pass. There's a lot of day one first party releases with Game Pass. I think that's like phenomenal. Nintendo doesn't really have that. And as Sony stands right now, they don't really have that either. Their PlayStation Plus comes out with like two free games a month as it is. But typically it's kind of like Garbo games. (laughs) Like you're never going to see like whatever the next God of War is. The new God of War is not going to be a day one free title for people who have PlayStation Plus. Like I just and, and, and Sony or Microsoft would be like, you know what? Uh, we're going to drop a new Halo game Psh, day one for y'all. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Come on and play some Game Pass, baby. <laughs> and it's like, how do you not how do you not love that?
0: it seems like too good to be true when they do stuff like that and it just seems like they they care about the fans enjoying their content you know which is what we want and it's what right. they should want but sometimes that that green devil gets in the way
1: exactly and it's only like what is it 10 bucks a month for uh game pass Like that's, that's pretty good 10 bucks a month and even if you're getting game pass ultimate which is 15 bucks a month that's the price of three brand new games a year And they are coming out with definitely more than three brand new games worth of titles on Game Pass a year. Yeah. just feels really worth it.
0: Yeah. Another tip, too, by the way, now that we're praising Microsoft, which is something (laughs) we don't normally do. Yeah. Yeah, being able to play the new Halo multiplayer without having Game Pass or, like, uh, any kind of membership. I literally, like, you let me use your Xbox... You, literally, so of my hat to you for letting me use your Xbox One. I turned it on, I signed into my account, I downloaded yep. Halo, and I started playing it. I did not spend a dime. I'm literally playing other people online for free, which is unheard of. That is amazing.
1: Especially for, like, a huge first-party video game. Like, this, this may be one of the first, like, big first-party video games that's like free for everybody and you know back in the zeitgeist like it's halo it's halo yeah it's insane tip of the hat indeed but i'm done talking about microsoft i'm done talking about sony tony are you ready to talk about super mario brothers 3 yes you sound pretty excited and you know what i'm gonna match that energy because i'm ready super mario brothers 3 Came out back in the 1980s. That's an old game. That's crazy. Uh, Well, I guess America, you know, February 1990. But still. Okay. Okay. Not that old. (laughs) Not that old. Listen, it's only what 32 years old. It's crazy. It's a baby. That's That's crazy. That's a baby game. (laughs) (laughs) But Super Mario Brothers 3, one of the greatest selling video games of all time. Uh, it, okay, according to the, the Wikipedia website, which, honestly, they must have gotten some funding because they haven't been asking money. <laughs> <game>. I, uh...
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, stay away from that website.
1: They're gonna just keep asking. Yeah, but, uh, Mario Brothers 3 is the third highest-selling NES game of all time, second only to Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, both of which are pack-in games, so... Does it really count? Hmm... But this I would argue is the first true sequel to Super Mario Brothers since The Lost Levels was more of like a an expansion pack and Mario Brothers 2 was almost just like an entirely different franchise.
0: Yeah, it's just take Doki Doki Panic and, and skin
1: Mario over it and it's a Mario game. So this was like the first true follow-up and evolution in gameplay uh for super mario brothers and boy howdy does it knock it out of the park it is a 2d side scrolling platform adventure where you play as mario and the object of the game what's the object of the game tony you gotta save the princess from who the bad guys dude oh of course who's the bad guy in this one
0: reswap oh i'm sorry i'm reading that backwards
1: bowser hey there it is and you gotta go through seven or eight different worlds, and you gotta bop enemies, and you have to defeat uh, a series of characters who were introduced in this game, called the uh, the Koopa Kids. Now, now this is a point in time where I believe the Koopa Kids were billed as Bowser's actual children. However, I believe they've since been retconned into just being just like also angry turtles, <laughs> and not his kids. <laughs> They're like, there's no way Bowser would have seven kids. He gets Bowser Junior and that's it.
0: Yeah, they're just sitting on a panel at a con. and they're just like, Yeah, we just uh we're just on like Angry Turtle Reddit and we
1: just decided to meet up one day and yeah, here we are. Hey, it happens more often than you than you'd like to think about. <laughs> yeah, this and this game is I mean, it's it's head and shoulders one of the cleanest platform games out there. Even like to today by today's standards, it's still a fantastic platforming game tony there's a lot of power-ups in this game and there's a few that are new to the game a few that are there familiar to uh fans who've been there for a minute what is your favorite power-up in this game
0: man huge curveball you're not gonna expect this
1: i've got two in my mind but i'm i'm here for it let me hear them all right my guess was either the goomba shoe or frog mario frog mario baby Frog Mario is a very interesting, uh, upgrade for Mario because he moves really slowly on land, but boy, that man swims like a fish or I guess a frog (laughs) and and he makes water levels playable.
0: Yes, that, that frog suit sure does. And I'm not a fan of water levels too much, but yeah, something about going in the little toad house and uh, let's, well, first of all, what's,
1: what's your favorite power up? My favorite power-up is probably Hammer Mario.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one.
1: Hammer Mario, he puts on a little Hammer Bros suit and starts throwing hammers at enemies. It's a nice little arc weapon that that kills some bad boys.
0: This is in my top ten favorite games of all time. I just want to preface all of this with that because the platforming, the control, the level design, the secrets in the game... The, the difficulty the music the, the music the the way that mario creators always increase the difficulty at such a perfect curve and just the creativity in the different worlds i mean you got to go through eight worlds and it starts in a normal you know first land kind of first world mario scenario except you have a little what would you call it it's not um it's like a map that you're you're like a level select it, map it's a, basically yeah, it's like a world map a world map thank you yeah and you uh you pick your level and you kind of there's not too many different options you could go i mean sometimes there's like a little fork in the road and it's like you could go here or there or both but then you have like little mini games where you try to match up the three of an item and then you get that item um you try to you, there's like a little toad house or mushroom house and there's like three closed chests and you just pick one you get a free item and i always wanted the frog suit when whenever it was accessible and then you just progress i mean you can get hammers and sometimes there's bricks on the on the world map and you could use the hammer item to bust through it and get to something else and just progressing through these levels sometimes there's like a little mini hammer brothers level where you just go and beat them and, and get an item and then the items you get you can use in that world map and when you activate them whatever you picked you will get that item to start with um going forward on the start of your next level and then the the boss fights are all the like the they're just ships where the koopa kids are and it's always at the end of uh of the world map and you get there and there's always some king that's turned into a different kind of animal, and you got to help him, and you get to the (laughs) end, It's and it's always, you're on this crazy flying ship, and there's always, like, it's just like a bombardment of different things happening, and the level designs are so good, and then you finally get to the Koopa Kid, and you, or the, yeah, right, the Koopa Kids, and you... They're uh, Koopa Kids, yeah. Yeah, and I was getting that confused with actual Koopa Kid. I was like, did I just say that wrong? But no, they're Koopa Kids. And you gotta fight them, and if for some reason you die in the level, the ship will literally get up and move to a different part of the world map, and you gotta go chase it down, um, which isn't too terribly difficult, but it's still just a nice touch. And uh, yeah, I've played this game so many times, and... There's still so much more I want to say, but I just needed all that to be said because I feel like we gotta... Yeah, you always do that. You always break down the games and describe them extremely well. So I wanted to take initiative to describe really the the layout of what you're expecting when you turn this game on.
1: The cool thing about this game is the setting is kind of unique because the game doesn't bill itself as an actual Mario adventure technically. It is a a a play like a a play behind a curtain where a uh, story is being played out in front of an audience and that's evidenced by the beginning scene where you have like the curtains open and there's a little bit of a stage and i think that was kind of like a cool just like visual thing to add to it and i I thought it was really unique also mario brothers 3 set a lot (laughs) a lot of precedent for future Mario games moving forward. You know, starting first, we could talk about the world map. You know, walking, being able to, like, independently move from level to level. Uh, This was the first Mario game to do that, and it is a staple that is still with the Mario franchise today. You know, New Super Mario Bros. U, Super Mario 3D World, both of them have areas that you can walk to, even in the newest Kirby game, Kirby and the Forgotten Land you know, you still move on a world map from level to level and then choose the level to enter it. And, like, it's really cool to see, like, things that were started, you know, 30-something years ago are still relevant today.
0: Yeah, the old if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? They just... Seriously. Yeah, they're just so creative. And even what you said about the whole theatrical idea, that's... I'm not sure who comes up with those ideas for for settings, but whoever... Whoever's doing it is doing it so right because they really can leave it so boring and basic. But instead, they decide to be like, yeah, here's a show. You're about to witness, you know, a show like that's,
1: uh, that's right. just
0: such great thinking.
1: Uh, there's also one precedent they set that I'm kind of a little over in Mario.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, hmm. World 2 is always a desert. <laughs> World World 2 hmm. in any Mario game is always a friggin desert. And I'm not going to lie, can you guys cut that out? (laughs) It's fine to have them there once in a while, but God, why is it always World 2? The desert did introduce the Angry Sun, which is uh, an enemy that swings down from above that tries to kill Mario. And I do like the Angry Sun. Don't get it twisted. But stop with these World 2 deserts. Always. Always. Speaking of these uh, worlds, though, there's eight worlds in the game. And they have varied atmospheres, I would say. there's grassland, oh, yeah. desert land, waterland, giant land, Skyland, Iceland, pipeland and dark land aka uh, Bowserville baby
0: Iceland is literally just a representation of the country Iceland now I'm kidding what were you gonna say?
1: I think you're probably not too far off. <laughs> Tony, what's your favorite uh land slash world in this game? I
0: actually think it's World 3, the Waterland, which is incredibly rare for me to say because I hate most water levels, but there are a lot of levels where you're just on platforms above water, where as right. opposed to a desert angry sun coming from above to swoop down and get you. There's a, a giant cheep-cheep underneath that's popping his head up and jumping out of the water to try to eat you. Yeah, some of the levels um, are on a what would you call that not a a timer they're on like rails basically where the the right they get it's auto scrolling auto scrolling yeah auto scrolling and you have to keep up with that and it just yeah the the difficulty starts to increase at a nice pace um throughout the game and some of the levels are are harder than others but the platforming starts to get difficult and but you're still just having so much fun with it and there is so much so many secrets in the game and just the way the world map is laid out when i when i found out that you can actually like go around um on the boat and, and go all the way to the little island and get a yep. bunch of goodies like when i found out about that i was like oh what that was like that's the coolest thing i've ever seen that was such a game changer for me but honestly i i i always find myself well, you know i'll get back to that
1: what's your favorite world I think my favorite world is uh, Giant Island. Such a good one. Just, I think I just love the concept of running into enemies that are just gigantic. The first time I saw like a giant Koopa Troopa, I was like, "This game is the best game I've ever played in my baby life." <laughs> and I like it. Didn't cross my mind that that was something. I was like, "I didn't know that you could do that," and I i am so happy that it it is a thing that exists giant land is by far my favorite world
0: yeah they still just die in one hit all the goombas no matter how big you just jump plop right on the head it's like a very nice way to to keep it to be like yeah we did this but we didn't make it super complicated they're just big you're like oh okay that's that's cool now i now i gotta ask this this is the 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 25th episode big thing and, and you and i have had such a a good time doing this i know i have so i just wanted to ask bill
1: will you marry me yes tony absolutely yes (sighs) yes you guys can send gifts in the form of money and flowers to our po box games you just gotta just gotta hit us up on twitter at games of our pod and we will uh hook you up with that fan of the year title
0: (laughs) oh well Wow anyway so back to the game sorry <laughs> oh no no that that, that was very good <laughs> I couldn't say without I I, I want to get into acting and theater and stuff it's something I want to do for a long time but I am horrendous at breaking character and laughing through everything so listening to that back you will hear me just completely veering off towards the end of that because i couldn't hold it together and it bothers me so much that i have to send myself to a dark place every time i want to get through a a freaking joke but um (laughs) what are you gonna do
1: i'm gonna talk about different re-releases of super mario brothers 3 is what i'm gonna do
0: it's a great idea
1: so mario brothers 3 obviously one of the biggest Nintendo entertainment system games to ever grace the world. Um, and I mean, there was even, it even got to the point where there was a movie tie in with this game's release. There was uh what's it called? Wizard. Oh, the wizard, uh, the wizard, the, the, the game that made the infamous uh, power glove. It's so bad, you know, quote from the, the early nineties, but the game had a feature where there was a video game championship towards the end of the movie and one of the one of the challenges was for these players to play through a level of a game that had never been previously released and that was super mario brothers 3 wow i don't know if i don't know if any other video game in like the history of movies has had like its existence be a plot point in a movie i i don't know and I mean maybe maybe the Halo show like has like a whole whole episode of like four dudes in a college dorm just you know <laughs> p- packing a bowl and filling a bowl of Doritos and and going to <laughs> town at a land party. but I mean, I've never seen the show, so I wouldn't know. honestly, I'd probably watch that show more than like the boring nonsense that they're probably putting out on Paramount Plus. <laughs> that's yeah, probably all par for the course. Uh, but Mario Brothers 3 has been re-released as a package with uh, Mario Brothers 1, 2, and the Lost Worlds in Super Mario All Stars. It's also available on most Nintendo platforms as like legacy content. It was uh, released on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, let's see anything else. It's available on the 3DS, the Wii U. It's on the NES Classic, and it was Game Boy. Uh, was Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3. And it came with some, like, e-reader shenanigans. Hmm. And they, in the, uh, in that version of the game, there was a world E. What? Yeah, so you could use the e-reader to unlock this world. And all that's in this world is straight up just, like, Mushroom House, Mushroom House, Mushroom House. And I think maybe one castle.
0: That's sick.
1: Yeah, so definitely, definitely very cool. Uh, there's a few levels. I think there's... Eh, There's a handful of levels. There's like 12 or 13 levels, which is a lot. That's sick. But you had to use the E cards to to use them. It's pretty minus, but... Yeah, but there was like a whole new boss level where you ended up going on an airship to fight Bowser. And that's pretty cool.
0: Huh, that is cool.
1: Plus, I mean, the, the Koopalings are still very important characters in Mario right now. You know, they were... They were main villains in Super Mario 3D World. They are racers in uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So, I mean, the the game speaks for itself. You know, 30 years later, these characters are still very important to the Mario universe.
0: Yeah, it definitely set a lot of uh, precedents or something.
1: It, it's, quite, it's got quite the legacy. Yeah. And yeah. also, uh, I hear myself going, I could listen to that for easily four to five minutes before I'd even get frustrated (laughs) nowadays.
0: (laughs) Should we tell them the secret? Yeah, just break the truth. In the game, I'm not going to tell you where they are, so if you want to know, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to ask on Twitter so you could become fan of the decade! Um, Oh, dang! There are two secret whistles in the game. And you could use aforementioned whistles to skip worlds. It'll take you to a secret world-skipping world map. And you can choose, depending on where you are. I'm not going to give everything away. You have to learn it for yourself, guys. Please, with the emails now. And, And you can actually skip right to the final world world 8 and I actually what? got yeah oh <laughs> yep i actually got so um obsessed with playing this game I, I forget when some years ago maybe well i'm bad with time maybe 6 years ago or something like that yeah maybe more where i was playing i think the super nintendo all stars version that has super mario brothers 3 on it and i was literally just like trying to speed run it not looking up other like high scores or world records or anything because I know I wouldn't come close. But I beat the whole game in under a half hour, and I was really happy with that. I beat it in like 26 minutes, um and I was like feeling it, like f- speedrunners would feel certain, just like lines that you have to take and things. And right, I'm, I'm on like the final, you know, world. Just I'm in the final world, in these like really complex level design stuff, not really complex, but just memorizing things that, you know, right when you get there, you think it's a big deal, and then all of a sudden, you have it completely broken down, like the way players destroy these games, I felt like that for a little bit, and it was pretty cool, and I haven't really been able to do that with any other game in my life, so this is one that, besides being in my top 10, it's definitely like the only game I've been able to do that with, and this game goes way back to my childhood too, this game just like 10 out of 10, all across the board, like takes me back to my childhood. I still love it now, the speed running stuff, like the fact that it's been so influential on other games. It's just one of the best platformers ever made. It just every everything about this game, cannot praise it enough. This is a a near if not perfect game. This is just a masterpiece game.
1: At least a 3 out of 10. At least it gave us raccoon Mario, and that's maybe one of Mario's most iconic power-ups of all time. I I mean, you know, Fire Mario's there, but Raccoon Mario built a little different.
0: Yeah, it's just that cover. That's just a perfect cover, and there he is in all his glory. He's wearing the raccoon suit in the cover, right?
1: He is. Yeah, he's right, he's right. rocking the raccoon uh, power-up for sure.
0: Yeah, we can cut that out because now it seems like I don't know what I'm talking no, about. I'm
1: just kidding. Tony, have you ever heard of Super Mario? No. Me neither. That sounds stupid. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cancel the whole podcast. The Marriage too. No, marriage stays. Marriage stays. Very good. Podcast podcast gone. 25 episodes. That's all we could do.
0: That's fine. I was thinking we'd do something like, kind of like seaside for the wedding.
1: Yeah, you know, something nice on the beach, but no seafood. Like, I don't want any seafood at all, but I want them to be present because I want them to know that we could have chosen them to be the main course, but we let them live.
0: I i'm on
1: board with that as a vegetarian yeah weird weird power fantasy of mine
0: (laughs) (laughs) tying into that i would really enjoy being able to wear a frog suit
1: as the groom i would want nothing more as the other groom
0: you've made me the happiest man alive
1: right back at you tony any other thoughts on super mario brothers 3 before we uh before we move on
0: nah this is an okay game you know I'm kind of sick of it. No, I'm kidding. This is a 10 out of 10 near perfect game. Absolute masterpiece. Can't stress it enough. Get your hands on it. However, you have to play it. Don't steal guys, but do, you know, work hard, save up a little bit of cash and buy the damn game and play it and enjoy it.
1: Or go to your, your uncle's house and steal his old NES that he has up in the attic. And what's he going to do? Say no to his niece or nephew like, absolutely not. He's going to be bummed, but can't say no. Can't say no. Can't say no. So just go go borrow it from your uncle. <laughs> Guarantee you he's got it. If he's cool, that is. If he's cool. Yeah, if he's not cool, he probably has a, a Sega Genesis.
0: <laughs> also a fantastic system, but for this <laughs> reference, I'm going to go for
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sega does what Nintendo don't.
0: Ooh, the wedding
1: is canceled no i'm just kidding i'll never say that <laughs> yo tip of the hat to this marriage this is nice what what are our girlfriend's going to say though when we tell them they'll probably be totally fine with it knowing, <laughs> knowing
0: our girlfriends <laughs> good thing they're not going to find out by listening to the podcast because 100 <laughs> correct <laughs> oh we have fun here oh yeah it's always it's always a good time i've had it stuck in my head for like a week i just had to get out
1: i'll never say that again like that don't ever tell me when i ever said that like that (laughs) well tony since we're having such a good time i think it's time to tip some hats Ooh, tony you got a a tip of the hat for us get the Mm. get the format flowing here nope all right (laughs) (laughs) that's a good tip of the hat i do have a tip of the hat yeah and uh between the last episode and this episode i did have to fly home for some family uh family emergency stuff had to take care of some stuff at home but while i was home i spent a whole week at home was able to hang out with your boy tony what's up and we we had one hell of a bro date between uh you, myself, and Tyler. I, I thought it was a really, really fun day. What a good day. It started with uh, I showed up at Tony's house. We played a little Mario Kart uh, Double Dash, which, man, that that unlocked some feelings inside of me. I'm not going to lie. Did it really? I, it was the first time I played Double Dash in probably seven or eight years.
0: Wow.
1: It was so fun. So fun playing through some of those courses. I'm not going to lie. And, I'm glad, uh, glad you had fun. <laughs> uh, uh, much to Tony's dismay, I I did walk away with the W on the Grand Prix that we played. You you didn't tell me prior that you've beaten the
0: game with one hand, so I didn't really <laughs> know listen, that I was going against a god.
1: <laughs> listen, summer of 2012 was a, or uh, no, sun, summer of 2005 was a little different. Okay, I fell and broke my left arm. And I couldn't use it to hold controllers. And as a gamer, that's like a worst fear. So I had to make do. And I spent the summer of 2005 playing and beating Soul Calibur 2 and Mario Kart Double Dash with my right hand only.
0: (laughs) It's just insane. (laughs) It's insane. I I was
1: a weird kid growing up, man. Yeah, I were. (laughs) Uh, But uh, after that, we went to our local mall where we saw somebody win a giant uh, Mario plush. Was it a Mario plush? Yeah, it was. Gigantic Mario plush, and we got inspired and went to the uh, Dave & Buster's that was down the hall, and we walked away with a pair of really dope-looking Sonic the Hedgehog plushes. You know, Tony is the absolute god. God! I've never seen somebody as good at this game as Tony at the Dave & Buster's Flappy Bird machine. Tony was literally just upping his score every time he played and was averaging like 180 points per play which that's a pretty big number I think like your highest score was like almost 300 or over 300
0: yeah thanks yeah it was uh thanks for saying all that but yeah it was I think it was it was almost 400 almost 400. Record... it was like 422 or something, and I really wanted to hit that, but then I didn't have the patterns memorized of the pipes going up and down, because I never had gotten that far until that day, that they actually, after you get to like 250 or 300, some of the pipes once in a while start to move every like 25, and I wasn't ready for that, and by the time I was getting that far, my rechargeable card was getting quite low, but Bob, happy you think that I'm that good, thank you, (laughs) it's nice to hear
1: Hey, it was worth it, because you ended up walking away with a big, fat uh, Sonic the Hedgehog plush, so... Pics coming to Instagram soon, that was an amazing day. Absolutely, and then after that, we ended up going back... Well, we went to Target uh, three times. (laughs) Thank you. We we were looking for uh, a a specific Yu-Gi-Oh! pop figure. Yeah. And we did not have any luck, but we did go to three different Targets, and... Had fun just kind of bopping around. Our buddy Tyler walked away with a gigantic uh, Charizard pop figure, and if you follow Tony on Instagram at the Poker Rapper, you'll see that he almost walked away with a gigantic Mew pop figure, but decided to not pull the trigger at the very end.
0: Yeah, forty bucks kind of steep.
1: The Charizard was a good deal at thirty.
0: Yeah, thirty. I was gonna. I was gonna walk away with that Mew. I wasn't going to pay for it. I was just going to walk away with it. Walk away, right. But, like, respect
1: the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, wow. Like, this $30. Good on you, Target.
0: Yeah, if I wanted to pay for this, I
1: would maybe. (laughs) Then we went home and we threw a football around at our buddy Tyler's place. And then we went back out. We almost went to another Target. But instead we went to GameStop. Did you get anything from GameStop?
0: Yeah, I got a Hugo the Charlotte Hornets mascot Funko Pop.
1: That's right.
0: I have no idea who
1: that character is.
0: Ah, uh, the Charlotte Hornets are an NBA.
1: My favorite. Oh, that's basketball right. Team. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you, you lost me with Hugo. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I didn't know that was his name. Yeah, no, no clue. But yeah, no, that was a really fun find. And then Tyler walked away with another giant Funko Pop. <laughs> he he got a uh, Shenron from Dragon Ball. Yes, which is which is cool. I don't know if he took them out of the box or not. I, I'm one of those people that's like, I feel like having a gigantic Funko Pop box, I feel like I would want to take it out of the packaging so bad. I can't do it. I, I just feel like, for display sake, it just looks better out of the box, but that's just me.
0: It depends,
1: I think. Like, I have a little collection, so I like to be able to stack
0: all of them right. box by box, but if you're, but then our, you know, you saw our living room and stuff, my girlfriend has hers scattered out-of-the-box and, and out-of-the-boxes in different areas and stuff and they both look good i think shout out to funko pops looking
1: good no matter what
0: yeah i'm a, I'm a fan tip of the hat hey, tip yeah I'll tip quick tip to that and uh yeah and to make a happy ending here i actually ended up going to a different target like, a couple days later, because I was looking with you guys for the Stardust Dragon Funko Pop. I wasn't, like, actively looking for it, but when I saw they had a tag, instead of $20, it was, like, thirteen ninety nine, and it's, like, a bigger pop. Not as big as the Charizard, but, like, a, I think it's a 6-inch, it's called, or something like that. Or a ten and a half. I forget. Um, I was like, wow, that's a really good deal. And then we couldn't find them. And then there's one other one I wanted. A yu gi one One called Black Luster Soldier. And I noticed that there was a target like an hour away that had one. And my buddy wanted to go that way anyway the next day to go on a video game hunt. So we went there. I had one put on hold. I just ordered it that night and for pickup the next day. And when I went there, they also had a Stardust Dragon. So I got the Black Luster Soldier, the Stardust Dragon... Pictures on my Instagram, very, very successful, happy ending.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Love to hear it. And speaking of happy endings, we finished the day that we hung out at a massage parlor. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we went back to our buddy's house and we ended up playing a round of uh, Mario Party. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was definitely one of the most tense Mario Parties I've ever played in my life. It wasn't fun. (laughs) I've I've never been in a more competitive Mario Party atmosphere in my life. And I, I love Tyler. I love Tyler. And it was killing me that he was getting so angry at the game. Very angry. Listen, we were playing the game, and I'll be real with you. Tyler is probably the best at Mario Party of the four of us. And I would say, you know, strictly you know he plays the game more than we do and understands the nuances of some of the mini games more than we do hmm. so i i would give him the edge there so was he a little bit targeted at the beginning of the game maybe was maybe. he a little bit a victim of circumstance maybe maybe did it end up with him just complaining that i was somehow tricking ben into going against tyler the whole time Yes. maybe yeah was i actually doing that of course <laughs> <laughs> obviously <laughs> gotta take nailed out the it. number one threat nailed it Ty, you knew the whole time knew the whole time you dirty dog, none of us won it was Ben, Ben was the winner
0: yeah, yeah. your whole schematic to uh, attack him really opened the door
1: for me to get last place <laughs> somehow <laughs> yeah, and our, our buddy Ben uh, he won by flying under the radar and having nobody target him a single time the entire game
0: best way to do it i, I you know <laughs> i i don't want to digress but uh, quick story after that because we hung out last week and it was yeah. uh ben and tyler and i and you know we played mario party and i think i'm not sure on the last episode of this podcast if i said what had happened but i literally lost to a chance time on the final turn where ben swapped all of our coins and stars <laughs> and uh, I had five, and Ben had three, and then I... Oh, huge swing. Yeah, and then I got two of the bonus stars. I got the coin star and the happening star, but right. if if Tyler had gotten the minigame star, I would have won with five stars over Ben's five stars because I would have had more coins, but Ben actually won the minigame star, and he won. Oh. So, so even with the chance time, I still almost won, and then... Fast forward to after you leave yep. last week, we play again, and I literally say to myself, I might not go for any stars. I might just try to do a last turn chance time, and if I can do that, like, that's all it takes to win at Mario Party, realistically, and I said, nah, I'm not going to do that. Turn three or four, I get to the star, I get it, the whole game is trash, I'm being targeted and stuff. Last turn, I have, like, two two-star turns in a row or something crazy, and I'm really doing oh, wow. good and I, or at least one, a two-star turn, and then yep. I, I get my star, and I'm like, all right, I have this in the bag, land on a Bowser Space, land on lose one star, and then I lost, and I was like, man, the last turn of Mario Party, besides when we all played, because that game was, like, the worst I've ever played at Mario Party, but I just can't get a win over these guys anymore. I don't know what, I can't, I've never won with you in the game at all, and I'm having <laughs> just a lot, I'm just getting so damn sick of Mario Party. <laughs> tell you the truth
1: i'm not gonna lie i'm a little a little out on mario party myself yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm thinking this game is definitely in need of like it just needs like one more board it needs it needs like another board i feel like i don't like princess peach's birthday cake at all because that's just monopoly i don't like yoshi's tropical island because the the dice blocks basically ruin the game
0: yeah Based,
1: I mean, literally, the, the the move is to just stay on the left island and, and do what you have to do. Yeah, and just keep getting the items. Right, just because items are so much more valuable than anything else in the game. Yeah. I mean, even though you're not stealing a star, you can essentially lock a star in place for 12 coins. So it's 32 coins for a guaranteed star versus 50 coins for stealing a star from Boo. Yeah. That leaves three maps that are just actual normal Mario Party boards.
0: Yeah, and they're still annoying.
1: I mean, Space Land's fine. Horror Land's fine. I feel like Woody Woods gets a little weird, especially since everybody gets chomp calls left and right. But I think we just need, like, one more, like, good board. Like, yo, give us Western Land. That'd be or so nice. Just, like, a nice, consistent board, I think, would be really solid.
0: Yeah, I think the game's just inherently annoying, so I'm just kind of fed up with it and talking crap about it. But I, I see what you mean. More boards, more content would be nice.
1: Yeah, and maybe a couple more characters. I want Dry Bones back.
0: Yeah, a couple more
1: characters. I mean, that's not hard for them to do at all, you know. But I guess we'll find out in, uh maybe, maybe at the June uh, Nintendo Direct. Who knows? That'd be nice. You know, tip of the hat to our hopes and dreams, wag of the finger at the reality.
0: <laughs> um, sorry, I digressed on your entire story, by the way, of how we ended the night. I'm not sure if you wanted to add anything.
1: No I think that was that was great like it was just so nice coming home and uh, hanging out with you and catching up with some good friends and it, it really it really was nice it was definitely the the break that I needed
0: I'm glad I'm glad you had that we definitely all had a really good day I would say I had a great day
1: oh absolutely
0: plus that panchero. come on son yeah I didn't like it that much <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's better than Chipotle but still
0: but I, i'll tell you what though i was craving it yesterday i almost went after work i was like Woo! i kind of want it i just want to see do they have rice that doesn't have cilantro in it do they
1: have a different kind of rice i don't know well, you better find out well shoot i don't even live there anymore oh yeah tell tyler to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> man man goes twice a week <laughs>
0: does he really probably well, I got to look that up for myself just because it was good. It was just, I don't like cilantro and it was so damn heavy on the damn cilantro. Yeah.
1: Uh, hey, listen, as a cilantro fan, I was in heaven. Oh, well. Wag of the finger to your taste buds for being broken.
0: They're not broken. They're just, they're just you know, good food built and different. find. Yeah, built, built, built,
1: built different. We'll go with built different. <laughs> <laughs> I have a wag of the finger hit me not with your finger uh i will hit this company with my finger that's dave and busters oh i got a wag of the finger because there's a couple of issues with dave and busters one their local prize support right now not great on the giant plushes is what i'm saying Mm mm-hmm don't need just a giant they listen so when i was visiting home The Dave and Buster's there had a gigantic, like, multicolored llama, and I loved it. Beautiful creature. It looked so, so awesome. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, let me... That's not going to fit in a suitcase. Let me go home and see if I can cash in out here. And all they have is giant teddy bears, which is the lamest giant plush prize that you could possibly get. I, I I was hurt. I was a little disturbed. And... They they're like the other prize support is just kinda poopy. But also like wag of the finger to Dave and Buster's always having broken machines. Always. Like I won't even touch that pop the lock game because of what happened to you. <laughs> where the button legitimately just was not working. And uh also wag of the finger for hitting the jackpot for a game and the machine going like, nah son, you should get somebody to help you. <laughs> and I, so that zombie game that i played back home with you guys i hit the jackpot out here and by getting all of, of the letters of zombie it was a uh 1100 ticket bonus wow so i really think that i got gypped back home because you only gave me like 250 tickets Jeez! but like the display was broken so you couldn't see how many tickets were available so it's like i think i, I think i got gypped on that zombie game they're in the business of making people spend money to to win $4 prizes. <laughs> Literally. Tony, any wags of the finger coming
0: from your end? I'm going to give a wag of my finger to Discord this week. They just annoy me. <laughs> what, just, what did Discord do? It's just an annoying app. It's just a very annoying all the way through. You, you open it and it's like, "Oh, starting," you know. It's just like, "All right, just don't tell me." Just open. It's like, oh, and checking for updates. I'm like, just open when you're done with the updates. Why are you even updating? It's literally not that complicated of a software to me. And then it opens and it's like, oh, a new stuff. I'm just like, leave me alone. And it's just, (laughs) I just don't like it. I just really am not a big fan of it. I find it very annoying, like all the way through. That's fair. Not necessarily nice, but. Sorry, I'm I'm dishing out wags. I try to be a nice person all the time, but sometimes, you know, there's there's tips and there's wags, and honesty is the only thing that's going to move us forward, so. Fair enough. Maybe. I don't know. Let I'm... me think about that and get back to you guys next week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Lie of the week. Lie of the week. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Had to sneak it in. Hey, Tony. Huh? I know you've been playing some Pokemon Go lately. A little bit. But what other games have you been playing this week?
0: Um, uh, a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. I've been obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh. Sounds like it. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, so much so that I've been working on a series on YouTube, doing a content called a Masterclass, working on a, an Edison series. that's a format from 2010, going over the decks and stuff, and now that format's gaining a lot of popularity, and I, I see it getting very big like some old-school formats do. Uh, A little bit of Mario Kart. Um, When the month restarted for Mario Golf, I wanted to see if I could get to number one in the world again, but I waited until the next morning. I think it started at, like, like 8 p.m. So I was actually going to make a YouTube video called, like, getting to uh, number one in the world with... Or, like, getting to number one in the world in Mario Golf uh, Super Rush, but after like three hours, I was only able to get to like 70th place, I think it was. So okay. I was like, that's good. I'm pretty good. I was I was playing pretty well for like not having played the game in a long time. I was making some sure. nice putts and I was happy with the way I was playing it and stuff. So I, I was like, I think I'm good on this. But it's, you know, a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! And that's pretty much it. How about you?
1: Been playing a couple of games. Most of my gameplay has been on stream lately. I've been playing some Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I mean, I, I play a little bit of that just about every week these days just to stay fresh and and kind of mess around with the game because I, I'm i still having a lot of fun with it even though there's some of the levels that I'm just not super feeling on this new DLC pack. Overall, it's been a positive experience. But I also played for the first time ever, I just beat it last night, That's Spyro the Dragon. Ooh, okay. Well, the Spyro has a, a remake that came out a couple of years back called the Reignited Trilogy, where uh, Toys for Bob remade the first three Spyro games that were for the PS1. I will say, it's it's a fun game. It It's definitely... Listen, it's no Mario. I'll say <laughs> that. It's no Mario. Mario does 3D platforming 100 times better, and the music is 100 times more memorable and the characters are a hundred times more fun. But that doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's just fine. Spyro the Dragon was fine. I'd give it like a B minus. That's pretty good. Yeah, like I don't think that's bad. No, that's a fine grade. That's better than what I got all my
0: years going to school.
1: Same. And they let me put my hand inside of people. <laughs> broken uh let's see i'm trying to think of other games that i've been playing oh i tried hooking up my wii u so i brought my wii u home from when i visited and the saddest thing happened i think in my luggage the wii u gamepad screen got cracked (gasps) oh no i went to turn it on and it was just like a just a sad state of affairs and (sighs) i was like oh no
0: i'm sorry (laughs) oh no
1: luckily uh luckily one of my friends uh actually our guest from last week zombie juice says that he's uh got an extra that he's willing to part with so wow tip so huge tip of the hat go listen to last week's episode of uh super mario rpg as well excellent show yeah so luckily that'll be coming through i wanted to download some games that were gonna be like wii u exclusive before the shop closed So that's why I brought my Wii U home. It's going to be on delay for at least a couple of weeks. (laughs) (laughs) As far as anything else goes, though, Tony, do you have anything, uh, any other wags of the finger or any games you've been playing or anything?
0: I don't think so, brother. I think that's it.
1: Well, then I want to thank everybody so much for listening to this week's episode. Really, really appreciate it. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. If you are listening on Apple and Spotify, we do please, please, please ask that you write a five-star review. If you write a five-star review, we will read it on there, and we will give you the title of Fan of the Century. You know, it it really helps boost the show. I want to thank Tony for being a wonderful, fantastic co-host with me over these last 25 episodes. You know, here's here's to 25 more at least yes yes really really appreciate it if you want to follow the show by the way you can follow us at games of our pod on twitter and instagram and like i said we are on apple spotify and youtube you can follow tony at the poker rapper on youtube and instagram and you can follow me bill the fajita at bill the fajita on twitter and twitch tony sign us off my guy
0: Happy 25th episode to us. Thank you so much for being such an outstanding, amazing co-host and friend. Um, Thanks to everyone for listening, and it is so pathetic how badly I have to piss. So we'll see you next week.